0: The 2002 SDCF Symposium panel entitled The Director-Choreographer Relationship explores the interaction between the director and choreographer and its integral role in the process of creating a musical. The following program is a recording of the conversation that took place. Hello, I'm SDC Director Daniel Sullivan, and you are listening to Masters of the Stage, This program is produced by the Stage Directors and Choreographers Foundation and presented by SDCF and the American Theatre Wing. The SDCF has released these archives in an effort to further education regarding the crafts of direction and choreography. Because this program was not initially recorded for the purpose of broadcast, it is not of the highest technical quality. Portions of the conversation may have been edited to improve the overall quality of the broadcast. We have such an esteemed panel right now that if
1: we went through everybody's credit, it would take the whole night. Just to give them a formal introduction, David Warren, Danny Pelzik, Chris Ashley, Dave Barry, Jeff Calhoun, Mary Robinson, Rob Ashford, Joey McNeely, Barbara Houtman, Karen Eisenberg. Larry Fuller, this is quite a panel.
2: Hi, um, everybody can hear me? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, I was um excited to be asked to moderate this panel, and and uh, kind of intrigued because I am a director, but not a director of musicals, and not a choreographer. Uh, but I be, I'm very, very interested in the collaboration between directors and choreographers. Uh, several years ago, um, in the uh, at the SSDC, the Society of Stage Directors and Choreographers, the Directors of Choreographers Union, of which I'm a board member, an issue arose which sort of opened up an entire uh, array of questions about the collaboration. Um, the issue, which I think has come up already today, I haven't been here all day, but it was referred to, I believe, was that recently there's been a practice in which uh, Directors have hired choreographers by having them audition, having them create uh, pieces of dance from the <laughs> musical that's going to be uh, that's going to be produced, and have hired according to those auditions. And, and many choreographers and many directors felt that this was a practice that that had some, you know, raised some questions, and not just practical questions, uh, but kind of philosophical and artistic ones. Uh, in that uh, the, the director choreography collaboration goes way beyond director sort of stepping aside when a musical number comes on and the choreographer taking over and then the director taking over again when they talk. Um, I think that goes without saying, but I was just fascinated by the issues uh, that came up and, and the questions that arose, well then how do directors choose choreographers? Uh, what are the ways that directors and choreographers can recognize each other, can recognize that they might be a good match for each other? Um, and um, how do they find each other? How do they work together? Uh, and they're just, they're just a huge, you know, uh, array of questions that we'd love for people to share their very specific uh, anecdotal experience with us today. And I think because we have such a huge panel, rather than sort of going one by one, I'm just going to ask people to kind of leap in with, um, maybe we should start with, you know, what is an ideal director out for a relationship? What does that involve? What does that, uh, how does that work? Yeah, Mary, further. can I just say something to start? Because I won't be talking about that, but... Running a union that represents directors and choreographers is is rather an interesting phenomenon. Um, Directors talk a lot. Um, There's not one interpretation of Hamlet, as we all know. Choreographers don't say very much. Uh, I think there was real genius behind Bob Fosse having a society of directors and choreographers and then the double threat of directors slash choreographers. But I am... Constantly amazed in my daily job of what a resource a choreographer is to a director, whether it be on a musical or on a straight play, and how I ache for that conversation uh, to happen, that to have a salon so you can introduce everybody and they can they can exchange not only artistic visions but language. Um, one of the reasons—didn't we call this session? No, the end of this is uh, the end of the the session tomorrow is called the button, and I always love to talk about buttons. And there are a lot of directors that have no idea what a button is, um, and choreographers, of course, do, and they'll tell you if you don't know. <laughs> um, but it's interesting, especially this union, to be wrestling with this idea. Directors do hire choreographers. Choreographers do not hire directors. And so I think Mary is correct. We, over the years, are fascinated with this collaboration, how we can make it better for both sides, and how the resource, in my mind, of a choreographer is as great, even greater, than perhaps some of the design elements that are there. A choreographer can really do so much more than just the steps. And I think that's what I wanted to say, and I, I think <laughs> they will illustrate this I, as and, we go and along. And I noticed when Barbara said choreographers don't talk much, several people smiled. So I'm assuming that's <laughs> not going to be the case today will hear both choreographers and directors. So can we just, uh, who would like to, yes,
3: Larry. Um, I just wanted to say, as Barbara just said, the choreographers do more than just the steps. Um, Actually, I don't think there are any new steps anymore. Uh, just about every single one that could possibly be put on a human body. But it's what are the steps about, what are we dancing about, that is so important for the choreographer to know through his conversations with the director and, of course, being familiar with the material that you were about to put on its feet. But Uh, the whole point that I'm trying to make is that uh, there are certainly various styles of dance and there are certainly various styles of how to do a show whether it's abstract or realistic metaphoric poetic so on so on so on um, that the director has to let the choreographer really know what style we're working in and um when I leave off at point, well just for lack of anything else, point A, where you start at point A, and then when you finish at point D or C or whatever, what am I expecting you to tell the audience? And in what style are we going to tell it? Um and roller well, skating? <laughs> <laughs> they did that show. Um uh, Anyway, that, that, that's, I think, mainly my, my point is that it's not really about steps. It's about concepts and
4: ideas and conveying uh, a story. If right. I may, may I jump in? Please. please. Um, I think the biggest issue is communication. I found uh, in my trials and tribulations uh, the lack of communication between a director and a choreographer ultimately uh, hurt a show. Because they were not communicating, be it by whoever side. Um, now I don't want to say at fault, but uh, I think it's really important that directors speak to their choreographers a lot. Because you say, oh, we, we have uh, a fun fancy number here, and You go know, on and say, what is that? You know. And I found that with auditioning, because uh, when I got started, I, I auditioned for several. Directors, which is, I think, part of the reason why a lot of this started up in the beginning. And it was very frustrating because I never got the job because they said, oh, that's not, that's not what I was looking for. Well, you didn't communicate. You say, okay, here's two songs. Go do something. And I think a lot of directors, I should say a lot, maybe treat choreographers as like um, an extra mover. You know, go move the dancers. They do that in movies a lot. You're, like, you're in charge of the extras who move. You know, so you could do some dance steps. And, like you had said, you know we're much more than just dance steps we 're part of an integral part of a, a collaboration, the framework of a, a musical. so I think it's really important that any director that i if, if you want to audition, talk to them about the project, how you, want, how you see the project, because a director is very important because you 're the captain, captain of the ship, you know um, and it 's very important that you tell everybody their duties, how you like to work, so they know how to work with you, so they can be adaptable. Because I've worked with many directors, and each one works different. But I work my way, so it's, I can't expect them to work my way. They're in charge. I've got to do their show, you know, because they're running the ship. But I need to know how to, uh, to help them, to help the show. And I think the more you can communicate with the actors, it would just be a tremendous help to us. Because I find, you know, I've been in shows where I saw the director once before rehearsal. And then during rehearsal, I saw him probably three times. <laughs> you know, and consequently, my work suffered because I wasn't in the same uh, wavelength as him. And there are other shows where I've seen the director every day for three weeks. And it shows when we go into rehearsal because we're communicating. We have a language already because it's like a marriage, you know. Um, and a lot of times we have first dates, you know. It's like, so should I be this close to you? Should I not? Should I be behind you? Should I not be in the room? You know, I don't know. And it takes a while to figure those things out. Um, and I say to choreographers, uh, please be adaptable. One of the things I've learned uh, through the years is just, uh, I need to shift. I got to be on my feet, knowing, okay. He doesn't want me in the room, so I'll go do my work, and I'll get him after everyone leaves. Or some directors want you to speak right away when you see something or you need something. Others say, wait, don't do it in front of the cast. So as much as you guys can say to each other, this is what I need, this is what I need, I don't understand, okay, I'll communicate it in a different way, so maybe you can understand. Uh, I think that's the biggest point I'd like to make. David
5: and Chris talked about that in other ways in the previous session about you know, being able to have a conversation and that one idea triggers another and that you do need to talk about it because as much as we all think, and as a, a director and choreographer, that, you know, telepathy works. It does <laughs> And so, you know, it really does help when a director talks to a choreographer and tells them things. And, you know, I find, tell me lots, tell me everything, and then let me try to sift through it and throw some ideas back to you, see if it it triggers something else. But there's no two collaborations that are the same. I work with different directors who want different things from me as a choreographer. Some want me only to do the place where they dance, not when they sing and dance, just when they dance and stop the minute they have to sing again. And some want you to be involved in every moment that has to do with music, including scene changes. And some, it it really depends, and I think part of my job as a choreographer is to discover what the director wants, is interested, how much input they're looking for, and, I mean, you know, I'm always ready to give more, but I think it, it is the director's vision, so you have to be ready for what how much of the vision the director wants you to actively participate in.
2: Maybe we could hear from uh, David and Chris about if there have been instances where your (coughs) collaboration with the choreographer has led you to new ideas and how that happens. If it's
6: good, it does.
7: I mean, I've had great relationships and I've had others that were just okay, but the great ones were the ones where all of a sudden I was doing better work. And I also find this really interesting because obviously the choreographer, choreographer is going to do a whole bunch of stuff that we expect him to do. But I'm always amazed, and I'm thrilled when it happens. A choreographer will come to, sometimes watch me staging the book scene and just sort of say, well, why is she entering from three? Wouldn't it be more interesting if she came left, too? And I sort of go, oh, oh, yeah, because what I do is obvious. And what this is, is a, this, there's a kind of physical storytelling that the choreographer just intuitively understood would, would would be more interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I think... and. I, I'm, I, and I love when they come into the room and they say, you know, that see, is, isn't she, isn't she being too emotional in that scene? Wouldn't it be more interesting if she sort of held a little of that back? Just as I think they're excited when I say, you know, it feels like there's too much unison in the number. It doesn't mean that I'm going to say, I think it should be a 5-7. I mean, I'll never get to it. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and I give that to the choreographer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think what's great is when we just sort of talk to each other about our work, And it isn't just the director's vision being kind of delivered back to him or her by a choreographer. It's two interpretive artists, lucky enough to be in the same room at the same time, making each, compelling each other to do better work. So,
8: yeah. Yeah, And also in the relationship, I think it's important to start that pronto, right from the beginning of this. Why did she come into? And, and the director saying, you know, I think it's
1: a little long. Maybe
8: just at the, the <laughs> beginning. Because then when you get down to the 11th hour and you're in previews in front of a New York audience and, you know, the computers are going and the chat room's going and everyone's getting nervous sure. and the actors are getting nervous, <laughs> then you're, you, you've, you've made it a safe relationship for me to be able to say, you've got to talk to her. Again. You've, got to, you've got to get her to, like, go for it. And then he can say right, right.
9: to me, it's just not
8: good enough. It's just not good enough. You just, it's that whole middle section. I think it's the steps, try step I mean, so then that's, don't wait. Don't be polite and try to keep your reserve and your boundaries until the 11th hour. And then at, you know, 2 in the morning in some lobby of some theater, <laughs> you're saying, you, 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 have to, you feel like you have to say those things. And then we have not prepared for that. Our relationship has been prepared. So I say start that right away.
7: Uh, the right first away. design meeting, I mean, that, I was so clueless and stupid about musicals when I did a big production of Al Joey, and um, that Joey actually, uh, that's how we met, and I, I, uh, I, I don't hire, I didn't, you know get nigh- and, I, I didn't <laughs> and I'm sorry, um, uh, but, but, uh, but no, I, the director was great, he was really smart, now I can't say who it was. Um, but. You know, I had, I, I had one design meeting with John Renown who was doing the set, and then I brought the choreographer in, and he was like, well, there are columns in the club. and I was like, yeah, is great? And he was like, well, they can't dance in the club. And I was like, well, can't they dance around them? And I was so stupid, and that was the last time I ever did anything without a choreographer, because they just bring the information. And, and also, they will say to the designer, you know, that. Choreographers are directors, they just sort of direct essentially a movement. so they think the way we think, uh, (laughs) they just execute it differently, but they will be able to talk to the designers and say to the designers, you know, this just seems so flat, or this seems so dark, and we're just lucky to have them, and I say, get them into the beginning.
6: (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I agree with that totally. I feel like all the best collaborations I've, I've had with choreographers, the boundaries get lower and lower through time until they're really low where it really feels like there's, there's two rooms going on simultaneously a lot of times, and it really feels like they're telling story through movement. I'm telling story more with accent on acting and word, but we are sharing the story. We can both comment on each other's work, uh, and it's potentially terrifying to me. like there's, there's, Compared to doing plays... Where it's all in the room in front of you. That idea of there's other people saying other things to performers that I'm not hearing is yeah. such a trust issue. <laughs> and if you can get through where you feel like I do trust them because they're saying and what we they're they're extending what we've talked about and we're basically telling the same story. That's thrilling and it's thrilling. <coughs> that it, it's like you've cloned yourself only with different talents. There's two of you uh, sometimes. We, the ideal world with the musical director there's three of you who are you know, using you get three times as much work done because you're all telling the same story i was just going to add the, the other
10: support to this same notion in that uh i, I think the choreographer ideally yes is, is as a part of the story the eventual story that comes across as the authors are and the musical directors and so on and as a team the director of course needs to decide what part of the story are we going to tell through dance, what part through music, what part through the book, and uh, what part through just the visual uh, image of, the, of a moment. And if, uh, if too many departments are working in vacuums, oftentimes the same point is made over and over in a story, and uh, a production can get bogged down in overstating itself. Um, and I think it's, a, it's important to involve the choreographer in every aspect of the show so they know <laughs> can begin to understand why someone is dancing and, why, and what the steps mean and what are they replacing. Um, and I think the only way to achieve that is, as, as everyone's been saying, involve them as early as possible and uh, as often as possible in every aspect of the, of the,
6: the uh, generating process. I feel, I feel like it's like the perfect relationship from a director's point of view because you get somebody else to do half the work you get someone to have a drink with and then when it really comes down to like a crunch where you don't agree, you always win <laughs> <laughs>
9: and that is
4: so true
9: <laughs> get an
4: art plate. <laughs> well, uh, just to add to with that with choreographers, I'm sure there are uh, many in the room, is also you have to be um true to the boundaries and also you know uh as a choreographer you're the choreographer you're not the director you know and i say that because there's a lot of choreographers, and i'm one of them you know i love directing i love watching directors i want to do that because it looks like so much fun and you know do that but it's also making sure that you know where your boundaries are you know when a direct, when a director says no I, I think i like it like that you got to go okay your story, you know? And I, you know, and I've been one to keep pushing issues and pushing issues, but you have to be careful. Sometimes you've got to push an issue from an artistic standpoint, you know, and say, well, you know, I really believe this, I really believe this, and if you have an open communication, then the director will take that. Sometimes you have to be, I really believe that. he goes, well, I, do, I disagree, you have to go, okay, and you know, and that's, you know, it's like lessons being learned, because no one trains, I should say, there's no place on this earth to learn choreography. They don't. They'll teach you how to put steps together, maybe do some pretty formations, maybe teach you some things with scenery, but they cannot teach you the the working human relationships with the director. It's like psychology. So I think as much as uh, you can remove your own egos from things and just be—it's about the work. It's about the work. As much as sometimes you want it to be about yourself and directors too. Sometimes I think directors—they, you know—because they have so much responsibility. You know, they get trapped in the box of thinking this way. If you can just listen sometimes and uh, open up to other points of view, it may again simulate other ideas. And stuff. I think you touched on something very important there, Jerry, which is that
3: to be able to distinguish in yourself what, when it's about your ego and when mm-hmm. it's really about what's best for the production, um, sometimes that difficult to do if you're not in a really trusting, good, <clears throat> open communication with the director. And uh, that un- unfortunately doesn't always happen. Uh, as we all know, the worst thing to happen to a choreographer is when the director kind of treats you like, okay, go in the other room and do some steps. <laughs> uh, and I mean, David, Chris, from what you were saying, I, I think working collaborating with you just be Terrific. <laughs> okay, we, I mean, when I worked with Hal, uh, we used to check each other's work so that it was seamless. Like, and he always, uh, we always had very in-depth conversations before getting into the rehearsal uh, room with the actors, dancers, singers, which were usually all the same person. Um, but. Uh, mm-hmm. It just helped so much to know exactly where he wanted me to go and to be able to find a way to completely, almost completely, maybe never anybody can be completely in agreement, but as much as you can, even when you're not in agreement, you have to fulfill their vision as best you can. But uh, sometimes that certainly is dealing with your own ego as well. Um, And... Most directors, it's difficult to find one that is so open that they will let you criticize or suggest, not criticize, but constructive ideas about how to change. Criticize isn't a bad word. I mean, if it's somebody you tries, it's a good word. And certainly for the director to be able to come and look at your work and say, I don't quite understand. It's not... I'm not getting out of this what we said we wanted. It's not communicating that. And of course then there are those numbers like in Forty Second Street where you just want to have a great, big, exciting, wonderful number that doesn't say a damn thing except <laughs>
9: and
7: make
3: everybody clap and scream.
7: <laughs> I actually whenever possible, I don't like to actually work in different rooms. And it's not a control thing. It's not like I don't trust, you know, Jerry Mitchell. I just like to be there for a couple of reasons. I think sometimes if something starts down a wrong road and it's a tiny little thing and you, you sort of build a whole like pyramid on it, it's so much harder later. And all I have to do is say like, well, yeah, but uh, Jerry, I think she's, that relationship It's earlier in the show. So I don't think they, they're that intimate. And then he'll say, okay, fine. And it's not that I'm saying redo or telling him how to do steps. I just, there's I, I think there's like a kind of it's the forest trees thing. Just being in the room to say big storytelling things, I'm getting a little lost, stepping back, because you know dance is actually slow. It's much slower than staging, uh, you know, book scenes. It
3: also but takes a lot t- longer, t- than t- t- longer. It just yeah. takes longer.
7: Yeah, 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 It takes ten times as long. And then you know I don't have to be in the other room when they're like reviewing stuff, obviously. But I love being there. And sometimes I don't even say anything, but I, if I can, you know, if if, if there's enough time don't like it to be a two room thing. I like it to be one big room and then the separate, you know, then, and then go back and clean stuff up, revise stuff. But once the big, once the core, I like to be there when the core is sort of breaking the back of a number and finding the big idea for it. I like, I think, that they, I think the director should be there if possible. It's helpful. I yeah. do find it's very helpful. And isn't it a nightmare if you come back and you've like done something and then it's like, they go, know, hated it.
4: That's <laughs> oh, I, I mean, mean I'm
9: mean,
4: not going to say hated it. it, but I mean, it's just that it was, it's the wrong but story. But see, I've had directors that have done that. They're bad people. No, I mean, <laughs> no and, and again, it's a communication. It's, you know, it's he, either he didn't understand it or, you know, or it's like, he doesn't get, I hated it. You know, it's like all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm a bad person, you know, and you hear again, you know, sometimes we're like children, you say hated it enough. You're just gonna hate it. Who cares? You know, uh, again, the more you can encourage, you know, like like directors, you encourage your actors. Well, I need you. I need the character to do this, da that. Da. As much as directors can encourage, I say choreographer, say, no, I need the number. I need to tell this, da da da. Do you? know, it's very helpful. That way.
5: But I think it's also much easier for a choreographer to take the it's not working or I'm seeing this too early or too late or whatever, if you've had some preliminary conversation, so that it's not like the director mm-hmm. sends you off and says, go make a nice dance, and you're like, oh we, oui, okay, I'll make a nice dance. Well, you know, that's where the telepathy comes in. You know, you didn't give the message, so I made the dance I wanted to make. Oh, it's not the one you wanted me to tell? Well, then you have to tell me what you want me to tell. This, you know, I can do anything. But
7: if you want to do something specific, you have to share the information. Jeff, did you have a question? No, this was a hard one. I mean, this is the third
9: panel.
11: Uh, no, no, not in that way.
7: I it mean, just, it's such a profound relationship between the director and choreographer. I find it hard to really talk about in generalities because, uh, I mean, it's all about specifics. And that's what you learn about somebody is when you're in a specific situation. So it's hard for me to wrap around that. I feel very fortunate in the sense that my favorite uh, musical directors have also been choreographers. So when you look at um, Jerome Robbins and Gower Champion and Michael Bennett and uh, Bob Fosse and Tommy Toon, that's where I kind of live. And I've been very blessed in the sense that I learned from um, uh, Mr. Toon. So I was always in the room with the director and the choreographer at the same time and I feel very fortunate to have done that. Now I'm in an interesting place where my passion for choreography has, has really left me and uh, I, I would love nothing more than to find the choreographer who's doing because I think personally for me it's a young person's game. That doesn't mean that you can't continue as you're older for my body and the wear and tear and the football and this, it's not there now. You know, I was never really a dancer's choreographer anyway. I was always an actor's choreographer. It was about, so when you talk about having a room with columns, I'd be so relieved to go, break. (laughs) I have limitations, great, so I'm going to do something. My biggest fear was you had an empty stage and 12 dancers. I go, what the... T- I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, which is why probably my most famous dance number is not dancing, but sitting down playing patty cake.
9: <laughs> but it
7: was story, and it was appropriate. So, um, it, 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 it's tricky. It's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say about wanting to be in the room. I can't imagine, to be honest, just personally, to be hired as a choreographer and have a director in the room for the reasons that you said, because I would have assumed we would have talked about that much that I would have known what it shouldn't have been appropriate for their relationship. And I would have known that would be really hard for me to be free. I want to break the backbone alone and then say, come and look at this. Is this the right idea before I teach it clearly? So that's just personally for me. I'd find out really, I'd be a wreck. I'd be, I'm talking about flop sweat before you even start. I'd be a mess, but I don't have that problem. I've been lucky enough to. Well, I'm the director too, so it doesn't matter. I, you know, I do it in front of me all the time.
9: <laughs>
7: <laughs> but I, and that, anyway, I'm thrilled to get, be at a point now where I can really, you know, I mean, first, also, I just want to say congratulations. It's so great. Yeah. Thank you. Every kid, you know, watching that Kill Burnett show or Ken Berry tap-dancing or Dick Van Dock or whoever did Gene Kelly lived vicariously through you up there <laughs> telling kids in the course to keep doing it if you want to be a choreographer, it really made me cry and it was really yeah. exciting. Aww. But the whole relationship is a real hard thing to kind of talk about because it's so unique, it's so unique. And here's something that's going to be very unpopular among directors who are not choreographers uh, But in general, I see so many shows where people are dishing the choreography. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying, God, I thought he was really, really good. The problems that may have appeared in that show, I blame the director for. They should have told him, that's too many steps there. Do this, move more into character because, you know. Well, anyway, don't get me started on Mm -hmm. that. But it's a a hard thing to talk about because it's so subjective. You know, really, it's so subjective. I'm totally with
6: you on the, like, uh, I I hate being in the room on the very first, okay, here's the first eight, I'll oh, spend 15 wow. minutes. Oh. Because I start having to, like, I start feeling like I need to edit and going, like, no, don't take that stuff there. And, like, and I'd so much rather have the conversation up front and then let them do the painstaking, painstaking work, because otherwise I'm going to get bored and start ripping apart their work and, and weirdly, like, yeah. encroaching instead of letting, seeing a rough draft and going, okay, overall, here's my story point. One of my favorite sayings ever that I learned
7: that, that, that Tommy said to me one day is, uh, never show half work to fools. Now, I'm not saying this applies with director, but good, That's kind of what you were saying about ripping it apart before they even had a chance. It's almost not fair. But also in your defense, we're assuming that we've had meetings with the director, that we know so many things, you can trust us for a few hours to go away. Because you've already said, it has to be this, she's wearing this color dress, and here's the scenery, and blah, blah, blah. But it's a tough thing yeah, to talk but about. But don't wait too, mm-hmm. that's that's right. right. wait too
8: long. Because then, the director waits too long until it's like, done, done. I mean, done. And we're talking about complicated yeah. yeah. dance numbers with that's partnering, right. and, you know, three weeks into yeah. it, don't come no, look at it. my 10-minute number and go, mm, is,
7: is yeah, I think working. you get a skill you develop as you do musicals as a director. Is when something is when choreography gets far enough along to actually have a point of view about it. Yeah. Because there is a moment. There's there's a moment where it's too soon, and there's a you said a moment where it's too late. Where it's like all of a sudden, like you're going to spend another day on this, and I know it can't be three couples because I can't focus on the three couples, and I only want one couple. But I wouldn't know that if at the you know, as you were saying, the first eight, I said, two couples, two couples,
9: one couple. And I wouldn't would know, because
7: I have to see what three couples looks like. But it's this weird dance you do, trying to figure out how far to let something go, because good choreographers do take time. And also, obviously, their work gets better as they look at it. And. You know, before
4: you before I see a bad step, a good is gonna see it too and just go, this is getting repetitive. Well there's another thing too with choreographers, you know, don't be afraid to change it. They come in, don't be but I really planned that number. So what? Throw it away. Yeah, it yeah. Come up with something else. You know, I mean that's part of it. Really listen to the director because he's seeing as a director they have to see the big picture as choreographers. It's we get so in the minutia of a step, you know, fingertips and everything like that. <laughs> Listen to what they have to say because they're seeing it in a larger sense. Sometimes, and that helps you to focus on a larger sense and go, "Oh, okay, that number's not right. And we'll throw it out to our little again." Maybe you do that. Well, it's like the song
5: that you dumped from the second act. You guys were talking about this before. So you cut 32 bars and you see what it looks like without it, but without the whole dance. You know, just put in a little twirl around and go to the, you know, the reprise. If it doesn't work, then the choreography didn't disappear. If you have dancers worth, you know, a dollar, they're going to remember it for 24 hours. Put it back in for you if you want to rescue it. And most likely, you know, if it's that big a show, you have an assistant and a dance captain, all of which who have, like, millions of pieces of paper, none of which stayed in my head. And they will remember it so you can bring it back. I mean, that's what always amazes me about musical theater in general, is, you know, it's it's in somebody's mind or body or on a piece of paper, and if you do a whole run-through without a song or a dance or a scene to try it, yeah. you know, it's like, whoa, it's a big experiment. But, you know, it's not gone forever. Worst case scenario, you get to stand up and go, ha I was right, it deserves to be in, you know. <laughs> and the other bad side, okay, you were right, It sucked. let me get it out of here. You know, you can't, it's a win-win. We, you can't marry it.
7: Let it go. I think one of the greatest lessons a director can learn is how to order, order his number. I don't mean order. order. I mean <laughs> to order. You know, fill out, To order. In other words, how this time, I mean, Tommy would come to me and he would say, okay, I want a number where? Here's the star who can't dance. We have to accomplish this. He would use first stare always. He so said, when the number starts, the doorbell would ring. Then he would come in, he would hang up his coat and his hat, he'd pour a drink, he'd sit down at the end of the number, he'd be reading a paper. That's all you need to know. Thank you. Boom. That's ordered a number. As opposed to, I need to dance here. Okay. You know, it's a big difference. And it's a a big difference. That was one of the greatest things I learned. How to actually order a number. Know what it is you're asking your choreographer for. To serve the piece and to serve you. What is it you're looking for at this moment in the show? Why are we dancing here? Why isn't it a dialogue or a song? Why is this a dance?
8: I think the vocabulary that the director uses with the choreographer when you come in at that perfect time to say i think it's this is i don't think the director can say enough that's one thing that i really try i don't allow i mean i, I if david said it's just a little too slick
0: and what then what mean? slick
8: means to me and what uh, slick may mean to david are different things so i say more, more, more. Just keep talking and, and, yeah. and force the director, not force because they don't want to, but just to, to keep saying it's like, well, they're just, they're just not that rich. They're just not that sophisticated. Oh, that kind of slick, You know, so the more that you can get the director to say about when, instead of these one or two word things, then the better off you are to be able to fix it. You know, so you never just allow it to be that one word, plus, plus you've just been like punched a little bit, so you don't want to hear more you're like, okay, okay, all right, I got you, I got you, I got you.
6: One yeah. of the things that I do, you know, thinking about this in
7: communication, and I think Chris, you probably do this too, and I, I know Michael does, and it comes, and I think it has to do with having started directing plays and coming to musicals a little later, I do the same table work for a musical that I do for a play. And I know there are a lot of directors of musicals who don't do that. And that means that I have the entire company, even if there's 12 dancers, who do nothing but essentially dance in the show. And we all sit around the table with the writers, or if it's a revival, you know, with a dramaturg or whatever. And we work through, and I don't let anyone sing anything, and they actually sort of read the text. And I bring in research, and we sort of crack it open, and we ask a lot of questions. And I treat it like a play. And I remember the most interesting thing, the first time I did it, was watching how excited the dancers were because they were so glad to be treated like actors because they are actors. And what I have come to understand about dancers is, you know, they can learn the steps and do them every night pretty well, but they can't do them as well if they're not acting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if they don't know, like, who I'm dancing with and what I am, and I, I remember this, this show that I did, in, uh, this Barry Manilow musical, there was this dancer, Pascal Fay, who was like the most astonishing dancer. I couldn't take my eyes off in the room. And she was also the best actress, and she, because of what she said around the table and all these questions she asked, I, I ended up asking her to do tons of stuff in the show and started giving her things and talking to the writers about like writing a scene for her and she just kept delivering and I don't think we ever would have found any of that if it had been like well those are the dancers they work with the choreographer and I work with the you know the the, prince, the people on white contracts it's just nonsense. But let's say a defense of the choreographer I don't know a choreographer worth his salt so that also doesn't do that. They you know, they empower the dancers. No, I mean, they they the, explain the choreograph- what they want when the they, they get a The choreographer is part of this process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean, I well, yeah. And the choreographer is asking the most interesting question. Um But the, the, the difference is involving everyone in everything. So that everyone is a company and everyone knows what the story is. And no one is just dancing, or just acting, or just singing. They're all in a world that we've created together.
2: One thing that I would like to to say in terms of this, as far as directors are concerned, I would really, you have got to support your choreographers. You have got to insist with your producers that they be brought in from the very beginning. I must tell you, from having negotiated contracts for directors and choreographers, Management likes to pretend, I hope, that choreographers only do steps. They are, are secondary. They're over here. And I think it's incumbent on the director to insist from day one, design meetings, costume design everything, that the choreographer is your right hand, you are a couple, you are doing this together. And I think with that support from the directing community i think choreographers and they need this truly needs to happen
4: yeah Yeah. because your show only benefits from it i think that the bottom line is it's all about the show it's not about the director it's not about the correct it's about the show what's wrong with the show make the show work and i think all about this relationship gets short-sighted a lot because we assume all these things and then we just go, everyone goes to their different rooms and they do this stuff, and then in the end no one, it doesn't work and people want to start pointing blame and then start firing choreographers. We're always the first to go. Lighting designers and choreographers <laughs> are the first to get fired. You know, like, problem by the lighting designer, by the choreographer. So it's, all, it's like, you know, it becomes about all these other issues when the true thing is that the show is not working. You know, and a lot of that, if you have a good relationship, then you can see that miles down the road, so you can start solving all the show's problems. So when the show doesn't, when the show's not working, you don't have to solve your director choreographer problems. There aren't any, you know. And I find that has always been the most difficult part of the process, is because the director choreographers start having problems where it's like that should not be any issue. The show's the issue. So as much as you can just say. I have a problem, you know, and it's like, I, I'm just a big thing about speaking up, which, you know, you learn, it's like, if you have a problem, just speak to the director, bring him aside, you know, I'm not understanding, help. Don't be afraid to say, help. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what this number's about, or, and same thing with directors, if you can just sometimes go to your core and say, help, I don't know, it's just a sounding board. I mean, I, we may not have the, the answer but we might have a question that you've not thought of yet because we're thinking outside of it, maybe. And maybe together, you solve an idea. Something that happened with Chris, Ashley, and I, we actually worked together last summer, which was very odd because we met each other for a Sam rehearsal. Hi, Chris, I'm the director.
9: Hi, I'm John. I'm
4: Greg. How How you doing? Go, do a show. I mean, it, just, it was part of the process. Uh, and we had an opening that was not working, and we sat in a room. Just kept throwing things back and forth. But what about this? No, this doesn't happen. If you do this, this, and we actually solved an opening problem by that. But we were able to do that together with the writer. And it's not they went away to tell me, oh, this is how we're going to solve it, you know. And it's a, it's a nice process because it makes it worthwhile. Because I want to be a part of everything. Because I think any craft, you know, make us part of the writing, make us part of the design, make us part of everything because then we will give you everything you need. It is a marriage. I mean, it is a a
7: marriage. marriage. You know how hard relationships are. I mean, it's that difficult, and it's that important.
8: And like in a good marriage, I assume, when the parents are having difficulty, they don't discuss it in front of the
9: children.
8: (laughs) 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 You can undermine your show quicker than you could ever imagine. But by doing that because it, it's a very delicate situation and it, it needs to happen away from the rehearsal room when there's some when there's any kind of a conflict or question even even that because mm-hmm. it would be very damaging
6: i i, I, I found myself with a, it found exactly that issue sometimes when i'm really really disagreeing with the choreographer off in the corner do, doing this is body language like, like, I'm loving what you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, 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 no, like, you probably have to take all of it. But
9: like.
6: yeah. <laughs> 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 never about the end.
9: <laughs> Danny, you have, do you have done this all this time? I'm just having
6: the best time listening
9: to <laughs>
12: you Chore- <laughs> choreographers don't, don't talk.
9: Barbara said so. I <laughs> otherwise.
12: <laughs> 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 nor do we read music.
11: Me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's all I have. That's all you have say. Uh, I actually just want to put in my two cents and then I think we'll open it to questions. What's fascinating to me is um, it's the same relationship as the director-designer, the director-actors, the director playwright, which is uh, you know, which, which I've thought about a lot and, and been teaching recently and sort of trying to,
9: trying to pin down what I've been practicing
2: for, for some years, which is um, you form a collective relationship with the play, right? You, you, uh, so that that, that's the way to rise above the ego. You, you know, the more communication that can happen in advance and throughout the process, the more it's about our production as opposed to my production and that's to your really corner of it. And, and that's, I think, uh, yeah, and it's all about communication. People have said repeatedly here, and the right kind of communication. You know, speaking up early, you know, creating that environment where everybody feels comfortable and relaxed and trusting is a step towards being demanding and, 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 and uh, you know, critical, but critical in the right way. Um, and it's, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I'm just hearing it all, all over the place here, so that's really fascinating. We haven't been, people haven't been disagreeing with each other much, I know. So maybe it's a good time to open up the questions. <laughs>
3: There's only one thing I would like to say before you do, and that goes back to something we were talking about several minutes ago, and I couldn't quite get in there, um, which is that point at which it's too early or too late for the director to say to the choreographer, well, I think it's working, or I don't think it's working, or you have to start all over again, or whatever. Um, and that is, again, about communication. You <laughs> keep talking about that. Which is to say that the director has to know that the choreographer sometimes can get all of the subtleties of what they're trying to get out of the people they're staging and are choreographing for until the people know it better. Certainly, a director can see if the style or the general form is working but just like with actors they don't they can't give you those more full intimate details um, and that that's that's something that's hard to to really define between what am i is this is this finished now or isn't it or am i looking at something the way it's supposed to be or uh, isn't it there yet it. so it's very difficult to find with, and when you're first working with the choreography once you know
6: them well, it's much easier to, to uh, psych in on them. Anyway,. I before you open up, I have a question just for choreographers. When you were talking about the division how different it is in various collaborations between choreographers who are asked just to do when they literally move and there's no singing, versus like the time this music's downbeat of music to end of a song, it always seems to me that like in the relationships where the choreographer takes every bit of music and that's, you know, whether it's sung or danced, that they've directed the show. And I'm always curious, like, what the feeling is. Like, the, a musical does not live in the book, or so rarely. And if the director is just doing the book of the show, don't you feel like you've directed it? Well,
7: it's yes. interesting,
9: actually. <laughs> oh, yes. Look what just
7: happened. What won
4: the Tony Award for the Best Musical of the Year? The director of the choreographer. Well, I mean, if I may, Smokey Joe's was a prime example of that. You know, I got to work with Jerry Zacks. He truly directed the show. I staged all the musical staging, and it's a musical review, so it's like 36 songs. I ended up staging. You know, but Jerry (coughs) was in the room sometimes. We talked about everything. Sometimes he'd speak to the performers about how they were delivering the song. Although, like, you know, the stage So, I never felt like I directed the show, you know. But I really felt like Jerry directed the show. But it's kind of like I did all the... I was his hands... And Um, he was like the head, you know what I mean? It was a very interesting way of doing a show like that. You know, he just okay, do that. You do that, and then he'll come in and see the big picture. But, you know, I think for me as a choreographer, I would never assume I was directing the show unless I was directing. But I think directors, you can let your choreographers do everything, you know, and I feel comfortable with that as long as you communicate with the director. And you don't
6: present that that you staged every bit of that and you got a bigger role? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's because it's Jerry Zach. But paying your dues. But it's you know, it's my first show, but I mean that's I learned. That's part of the learning process, you know. It's like you go in and again it's part of just figuring out the relationships I was thrown into with a a four time Tony Award winning Jerry Zach's relationship. And I was like, So Jerry, we need to do this Well Jerry, we need to do this Jerry, I was never afraid to say Come on, let's talk, let's talk, 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 But with Hal Prince, Hal had this persona about Hal Prince. So it was very frightful to get to that room because Hal and Andrew was like this and little old Joey, you know, was like hi. And again, it's
9: like
4: I should have broke down that barrier. They created such a wall that it was hard to get to. And that's why I said require like Jerry had no wall. Oh, let's talk, come, come, come. So the show was much better for it. Whereas between Hal and Andrew there was no room for anyone else to talk, so the show suffered because it was a. Not everyone was. I also the show. think there's
5: a big difference between that scenario and working with Hal Prince or Jerry Sachs and the more common situation that a choreographer would have with. I Joe, do think it's jo- different. I, I do think, think it's different. I, I think, think, it's, different. think <laughs> it's very different. I think it's hugely different. Yes, because there's Joe, director, who directs a musical and puts every musical moment to the choreographer for various reasons, many of which include not having a clue as to how to make a musical move. And so you're giving it to the person who does know how to make a musical move. Those are gentlemen who know quite a lot about musical theater in general. And it it comes more from trust in what the choreographer can do and less from I don't know what the hell I'm doing, so you better do it and then I'll come and go yes, no, maybe. And, And in that situation, sure, I'd be like, you... You tell me and i'll do it in the other situation i think one can get a little resentful because as we all know the choreography does take longer in the process to add on the additional musical staging plus the acting that needs to go with it How oh, right oh god the transition yeah i mean yeah then you did direct the show and, I think a and it's tricky i think a lot of choreographers
7: who were in had been making a bunch of directors looked really, really good for a really long time, got sick of it, and became director choreographer. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. That's what seems Which to happen. That That's thinking.
4: exactly what happened. And yeah. I totally... I, I would understand that. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between choreography and directing. I, actually, there's a I fine line. I do too. I'm and and a lot of, like, I think, they're... they're are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
9: think I have a
12: full-time job and a choreographer's full-time job. They're both big...
4: They're huge, yeah. you know, and I think the language that each chair needs to speak is the same, but it's very different. And I think understanding that, because I find in the beginning, like I thought, oh, I'm a director. I was like, no, you're not. You don't know what you're talking about. And you listen to directors and you listen to them. And you go, oh, no, it's that side of the brain that's talking. Choreographers, we think with our body in another side of the brain. So I think it's understanding, when you say relationships, but understanding what each other's jobs are, the boundaries of that, and knowing how to communicate in that language. Because it's very very different. And I disagree with anyone who says it's the same, because it's not. Because you speak to actors and dancers. I think
8: just like as in life, if if you, if you go above and beyond what you're supposed to do and you're appreciated for it and thanked for it and acknowledged for it, then it's fine. It's when you, it's when those lines blur, especially greatly blur, and there's, there's no acknowledgement and there's no, and there's actually sometimes the opposite. You know, like, but that's the part of that
2: That's a
9: interesting.
1: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Following up on that, this is perfect, I hope. Um, What do you do when the language is the same because the director is also a choreographer and can and getting into the situation of, of trying to let the choreographer do this work and, and be creative? I mean, where is that? where How do you draw the boundaries there um, if you are a director choreographer or if you are a choreographer working with something who is also a choreographer?
2: you... Jeff has
7: is done uh, Jeff, you've done it. With Graciela, right? Yeah, Greg's, that's true. With Graciela, Danielle. Um, which is thrilling, because I just have to say, if anyone has an opportunity to work with this woman, it is proof that you can be a first-rate human being on this planet, and <laughs> still be in show business.
9: <laughs> <laughs> and that's a
7: wonderful thing, and it's too few and far in between. Um, but what was great about Grazi and I think anyone there herself understands a director choreographer, is her brain, the only reason that she asked me to, to help her, because I, I said well, why are you, you're a world-class choreographer, you can do this show without me. It was, I'm sorry, um, and, and, right. <laughs> and she said, Jeff, well, she said, I did, you, you know, <laughs> it, it was her, it was her biggest commercial show that she had a chance to do. It was really a show she finally said, you know what, I'm going to do a show for some All this art wasn't paying her shit, and she was a great artist. She said, I'm going to get some money, all right? So I love her for that. But she said, this is huge show. I want to be spending all my time with the authors and figuring this out and the designers. And so please help with the, you know, take care of some of the choreography for me. So she trusted me, and I trusted her. So she had uh, the heart of a choreographer, so it was a great relationship. I think a director choreographer is the last person it's going to step on the choreographer's toes. Yeah. I think the part I tried to make earlier is what I can't wait to do is to hire a choreographer and try to pass on the good fortune I've had and how you nurture young talent. Because I love that relationship between the director and choreographer. What infuriates me is when I see shows where one work stops and the other ones begin. Right. You know, it's like a marriage with two separate bedrooms or something. I, I think it's
5: easier. I think it's it's, it is easier. it's easier because there's a better understanding of what both of your jobs are, and I've I've done it sort of all ways as a director as a choreographer for the other and one, and I it's much more <coughs> satisfying. I know that when he comes into the room and looks at my choreography, he's going to have a response that doesn't include well, it's sort of messy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's only day three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but but that um you know it will it will'll give me in insight that will allow me to do better work but also will <laughs> work with me so that the connection between our work is seamless and i think it's it's just if fascinating. I, may say,
4: I think it's very helpful because they're not, they're not afraid of dance and I find sometimes you come across directors who are afraid of dance because they don't understand it. They don't speak that language. But a direct director understands it. So they, when you say, well, I can tell that in dancing, like, okay, go for it. So.
11: Question here? Um, I think when you were particularly talking about Jerry and smoking Joe's and the different jokes that went around, I think if we think of a musical more the way we think of a movie, where the editor is every bit as critical the final and every bit as artistic and does something very unique that perhaps the director can't do but has a, a general appreciation and understanding, even a musical like a movie, then, then there won't be these sort of potential conflicts of whose territory and who knows who uh, I mean, obviously if you get a director who's just walking around in the dark without what to do that, frustrating. But I think it's, it's as critical and as, as hard to define as a, a film director with the editor Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, that Sam, when he went into to film, was talking about how much his editor and his
10: cinematography each little segment in a musical is
11: much more obvious than anywhere else. So oh, so it's, 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 I think mean, that's why it's hard to separate an animal and put together. It's
10: mm-hmm. I was just going to say that, just that I, I, also, I think, in conjunction with what we've just been saying, that um, for a director to have some movement experience is extremely helpful. And just like a director who may not have ever been a performer takes an acting class, I think it's great for directors to get into a dance class and just see what it's like to move your body. The theater is a visual medium, and it's, it's, it's uh, I think, uh, we're robbing ourselves of an opportunity to, to, if we don't fully understand how the body works and how the, you can use the body and movement to tell stories uh, alone and, and only. The more I think one a director can understand that the, the the closer a relationship can be forged with the choreographer and and in turn I would also invite the choreographer to 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 learn about staging a scene or acting or understanding motivation uh, etc the beats of of a various uh, moment in a in a show and the, the, the best product is is uh, results from, from that kind of. Uh, crossover and cross-pollinization. Uh, in, in
12: concurrence with what with what Gabe just said, um, uh, everyone always oh, used to ask Jerry Robbins how he prepared when he was working on a project, and he would always say, I go to a museum. Um, uh, there, there is this basic uh, idea that, that choreographers come out of simply movement and dance classes and there is not a great deal of intellect or education behind them. Um, and uh, the fact is, I, I think what makes a choreographer more valuable to a director is a larger world view. And that is a choreographer uh, who does go to museum museums, who does know the difference between impressionists and postmodern, uh, who does read... Uh, Tolstoy and Shakespeare, who does collaborate with set and costume and lighting designers, who uh, does have a full knowledge of why we do theater, um, and uh, and I think that part of the puzzle is, is often overlooked. Um, I will hire this choreographer because they tap. But uh, but there's very little beyond that, and um, I've worked with many directors, doing musicals, who don't read music. I also know a lot of choreographers who don't read music, which I find surprising. Um, And and so what I would say is that in order to get the best collaboration and the most enhanced collaboration, um, is to expand your world view. Yes, Yes. this is a two-part question. Um, as in a lot of theater,
3: aspects of theater, the animal you trained for is unrecognizable in a lot of ways. The dancing that you learn, the shows you choreographed
1: as kids, um, and the, things, the new mus- musicals that are being written now don't, or, or haven't in the last, say, 10 years, have not integrated
3: choreography as you were trained to do it outside of revivals and reviews and things like that. As artists,
1: how do you sustain yourself in work when it's not revivals or reviews, when you're working with a show where dance is not an integral part? That's the first <coughs> part of question. The second part is, as creative artists, how do you see dance in the next century making musical theater stronger? not going backwards but Tony forward, The first part I would speak to. Um,
3: choreographers do much more in the show than just the dance steps. Um, and if there aren't any real dance numbers, um, that doesn't mean they haven't done a lot of the work. Um, I mean, I myself, I did five shows with friends, Only one of them. Had a group of dancers in it. And the other four, it was a lot of heavy musical staging, and I did a lot of hard work. But there was a lot of work up there that was not out now out dancing that the choreographer did do. So I don't know, does that answer part one? Well, working with directors, that like to do a lot of their own musical staging, that's where I was. Well, they were, we're moving. I mean, Mal no does a lot of, a of his own musical staging, but then he also assigns a lot of it. And also, sometimes directors will do a kind of, uh, of construction for the number, and then the choreographer goes and takes that and makes it more movement wise musical. Um, and I mean, that's certainly quite often where how you collaborate and make it. Um, in other words, maybe the director will stage it more or less like a scene and then the choreographer will take it and make it a musical number that isn't out now dance
4: that the people are are moving to the music um, if, I, if I may just addressing part of your first question, I think you said something about uh, what your training is in like revivals and then being approached to do musicals now they're do not have anything to do with the training that you've
1: established, right? Well, that, what I meant was that I know the musical that inspired me as a child and the dancing that I looked at and I wanted to see when I came to New York. And it was in short supply when I got here. And I thought about choreographers who trained and learned and recreated so many things that they... That, that was exciting to them. And when they got here, there was no marketplace.
4: For that. Like, that yeah, was, but I think there's a thing about for choreography, it's like, we can rehash and rehash and rehash and rehash. You know, it's like we can train, train, if you want to go back to 1930 or 40. That's like school. I, I look at that, that's like choreography school, where we use that vocabulary and then we take it to another level, where somehow you need to uh, be in a more uh, artistic way. You know, or taking, I guess what I'm trying to say, I, I work with a lot of new musicals. So I, I grew up with a lot of revivals and like movie stuff that you take a vocabulary and you try and reinvent it for something new. Because you can't do what's back there. I think as artists, I think we all try to take the theater forward and try to take our ideas. That are, these are my ideas. I'm not using somebody else's ideas. So I think there's a way of just like don't repeat what you've seen. Swallow it, digest it, and let it come out as you. I, think,
5: I think it's true of every generation Director, choreographer, dancer, actor, is that what you grew up with by the time you get there isn't in vogue so much any longer. But I think that's part of, you know, musical theater itself as an entire art form has changed so much in the last 50, 40 years. I mean, if you you think about it, and, and particularly the way choreography fits into that picture, it's so much more integrated so that being able to separate the dance from the show is, is even, you know, is, should be impossible. And maybe there are shows that have bigger dance numbers than other, but the way that choreography fits into the picture.
3: Comparatively, you got now running right two revivals, 42nd Street and Into the Woods. And 42nd Street is more traditional, I think, than like this gentleman was talking about, whereas Into the Woods is far less, more evolved, more into what uh, musical theater pretends to be these days, but then it also, I mean, Rock is one <coughs> for doing a show that is much more traditional and a brilliant job thereof, okay. and then interpreting his way. So, I also think there's musicals now, I'm just thinking, cause I, and I wanted to say this all, all afternoon, because
7: I think some of the best uh, directing and chore- choreography that I've seen and it was a wild party that Gabe did with Mark Dendy. And it was, I never knew who had done what. They never stopped dancing, they never stopped acting, they never stopped being in this show. And I think, you know, I talked to Mark immediately, so I'm going to hire this guy. And I did, and I talked to him a little about it. And he did say, you know, it was a great collaboration. But I think that's maybe a new model for how choreography can sort of change and still be, as you were asking. Artistically satisfying. It doesn't have to just be, you know, a, a little thing here, a little thing there. Because we don't have the fashion numbers, there can be new kinds of shows where you can do stuff uh, like David Market, which is just stunning,
10: it's stunning. Thank you, David. And I think it's just to, to, to piggyback on that, it's, it's an exciting opportunity for all of us in this room. We can make it whatever we want. It's up to us, and we we can pull from the old, pull from the new, make up stuff, and and Yes, perhaps all of the steps have been done, but they may not have been done juxtaposed to each other quite this way, or in this setting, or with this style. And, and I think that's what's exciting about it. I think it's great to have that foundation of something that was, that drew you into this. And that's, that's of course a valuable. Tool, but I think it's also great to look ahead and, and let yourself be be steered.
2: Which, which kind of leads into the second part of the question, which is, you know, what dance might become in the next century. <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, this is more really related to the first half. I'm sorry to take you back. I've been wanting to. I think about what you ask more than I think about anything else in terms of finding material and being <laughs> a director for because what used to draw me to shows, the taste. I've changed my taste. Factor of what I like now and what I don't, what I aspire to now is different than what I did. It used to be shows like that. But there's been an evolution, just like, you know, there used to be a dancing chorus and a singing chorus in a show. And all of a sudden it became together and everyone had to do both. And now, it's going to sound weird, but you'll know what I mean. I called it the the demented villagers syndrome, where, like in the old shows, the townspeople would just join in and start breaking into a dance. Now, I love that more than anybody right now in my life I can honestly tell you if I would love to do I would love to never do another show that had a chorus in it. because I think we're at a point where you're saying where we don't know how to handle the chorus of a show unless we're doing something that is traditional uh, they try to do something interesting with the sweet smell uh, and, and I don't know that it's you know how that's working or not but they try you know, is it a Greek chorus? Is it the town? Is it the ensemble? It's really hard. And I sat there going, I wouldn't know what to do with the chorus. So I think about it. I don't have an answer, but I, it sure has steered the direction of the material I'm developing now for original shows. And it's more based on the story and the avenue than it is a chorus. It's, it's a hard one. It's a really hard one.
5: Like asking if the sun through musical is going to be, you know, the way of musical theater. I I don't I think if you really knew the answer to that, you could be
4: really really rich and successful in this country. I think the thing as artists is, is that if you're going to if you're going to choreograph or direct, just continually push your boundaries. I think you it a, you can do that part, and if you keep doing the same old same old. In five years, you'll be stale. Everyone will be overseeing that. Like always, try to reinvent something. If if you always do a tap dance, do a ballet. If you always do, you know, one type of show, throw it upside down and learn something else. Because I don't think any of us know have all the answers. You just got to figure it out. Yes. um I don't think that um, um, this
2: metamorphosis
1: of
12: didn't work on
9: metamorphosis. But you Mary know went,
11: how Mary... Yes. Did she do the choreography?
12: No, she did that herself. She did that herself. So I just wondered, if it was so seamless. Yeah, well, I, well do do Mary works in a way, in a very movement-based visual way, and <coughs> hires her actors um, who are on the same wavelength. And she goes to yoga, you know, two or three times you know, a week, and. Um, that's how she likes theater to be, and if you've seen other of her pieces, you know, she did, um, you know, uh, Arabian Nights, and Eleven Moves of Proust, and and Notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci, um, they're all, they're all visual text movements, and, um, and she hires, uh, actors who have these movement skills, um, and... It, it's all it all evolves uh, in process and it's not preplanned and um, and it was extraordinary I think, in think in the way that you would not believe that there was not a choreographer attached to this because it, it it was continually moving through space and it was it was it never felt added on it was always visceral and organic and um, and, and that's a testament to why I think
1: she's such a miraculous representative. Yes. Uh I have sort of an observation and then I wonder what your reaction would be to it. It uh, pulls back from the last session with a different population. Uh, there's Karen and then there's nine others of you. Um nine of you. And uh I just wonder, how it what's the culture, or if there's ever been anybody ever addressed the fact that it just really seems male dominated. The whole uh, situation. So, I And uh, unlike, unlike a racial situation, in your root material, the uh, place where everything is fertilized, if you look at any debts. It's ninety percent female,
9: you go to any high school, almost any
11: high school, and you'll see you know, six girls to every one guy in the musical.
12: How does that happen? <laughs> uh, 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 ter- ter- I would tend to disagree slightly with your observation in that I think musical theater is the one place where women as choreographers uh, are 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 a large percentage of, of, of them. Um, it's certainly not that way in, in ballet. It's certainly not that way as direct, women as directors. Uh, but I think in musical theater, it is it is, based, it is more equanimous. Uh, you wouldn't believe that I had a college degree if you were that
7: I'm waiting for uh, Tolstoy the musical. <laughs> the How about it, Jeff? I read it, I just didn't finish it.
9: That's what they all say. And I'll
12: throw this off to Karen right
5: now. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I may defer on that, this issue, because I think it opens up a a whole different can of worms. Although I think, in general, it is more equitable than, than this. Particular yeah, panelists. And, and Let me just say out. that it's a weekend in the summer, and moms and children and stuff like that. Well, I think 10 years ago or 15 years ago, that would be
4: an issue. But now you have you know you have women that are winning directing awards and mm-hmm. um, writers. You have women writers now. You have women mm-hmm. choreographers. I mean, I think there's a big. Uh, I think it's a little equal. The last two directors I worked for were women.
7: And
11: I would say, that. Yes, yes Grazia,
7: Daniela, Tina Landau. Why isn't Grazia being offered? Maybe I she's are? not choosy. Well, money she on. is yeah. being offered more Grazia is very choosy. She's a real... She's um, an artist. It. And she says no more than she says yes. And she's at a place in her life where she wants to do work
6: that touches her.
11: She's doing a huge project with Radio and yeah. called
2: yeah. Carnaval. Huge.
6: And as far as this session goes, just so that you know, too, I mean, at, at, at any event like this, not everyone you ask is available to do it.
8: Rossi, case in point, she's in the Galapagos. She was heartsick sick that she couldn't be on this
6: panel. Um, but it's the first vacation she's had in a while. <laughs> I,
2: think, I, think, I think it's simple. All the girls
9: are working. Yeah. <laughs>
11: I'd like um, to ask both directors and choreographers'
4: opinion on the panel as to the growing trend of choreographer
2: auditions. I hope um, it's not a growing trend. I'd love somebody to speak to. I'll try. <laughs> I'll um, we actually brought it to the bargaining table. Um, we, as a union, are very concerned about this, um, mainly because there are some big liability issues. Uh, if a, a choreographer is asked to put together a little dance number, then they're going to go out and hire their friends or ask their friends to do it for nothing. And, and they're going to come in. And if somebody gets hurt, then who's going to? There's a lot of problems. And when we brought this up to uh, the League of American Theaters and Producers, uh, everybody was a little concerned, everybody says, oh, it's workman's comp, and we said, no, it's not, because you haven't hired them. It could only be workman's comp if you had hired them. There's some very tricky issues involved. It does continue to go on. I tried to, to see if there was a way to sort of legislate it so that it couldn't happen. Uh, I do think trying to make everyone more conscious of the fact that it's happening and that it's not a good thing. And then the other thing, uh, Melinda Atwood's here, one of the things that the uh, foundation has done is we put together with Melinda's help a program called Dance Break uh, where for the first time we had seven choreographers who are well-respected choreographers but whose work may not have been seen a lot in New York. And we put together an afternoon where each of them could show their work and we invited the industry, only the industry, to come. So it was producers, directors, etc. And we're going to continue to do that. And this is a way of trying to sort of chip away at that problem. But it, we're concerned. There's no question. Maybe.
3: Ask the producers to pay, pay for the choreographers They do.
2: They They actually do that, but the the liability is the problem. Maybe we'll give them some directors, because I suspect most crowds
8: are not crazy about this practice. Well, the the only thing I'm going to say to it is, I mean, thank God I had the opportunity, because I was Kathleen Marshall's assistant, and I had never choreographed a show, and I had to put an audition together for early Modern Millie, and and there's no way those producers would have hired me, there was nothing to show of mine. I had nothing, you know, except the, the want and the will. And and so I was given the opportunity, and I did do that, and I did pay for the studios myself and get my friends and, you know, all that kind of thing, but I don't know what other opportunity I would have had as an assistant. So, I mean, I don't think it's a great thing. It was a hellish thing <laughs> for me to do, but if I... Hadn't done it, I wouldn't have right. had the
11: opportunity, so... Barbara,
2: what liability do dancers have if there's an audition in a court Oh, you? There, there is liability yeah. to that. There is the liability cover. to that. Yeah. That's covered it's yeah. not. No, it's no, not. Because They're not auditioning. They're not auditioning. It's the really the they're not
7: auditioning. they there. So the, the, direct, the, the choreographer is auditioning. Yeah. The choreographer's not the employer. Right. And the producer for whom the choreographer is auditioning is not technically the employer. Exactly. It's very, very
2: strange. I mean, we've had we've had legal people looking at this. It's it, it's very problematic. And another thing to add to the problems is, unfortunately, we are at sort of a crossroads with Actors Equity about videotaping. Um, if if these choreographers could have even the B roll, which is the what's used on the commercials, or if they could even have that from their productions to be able to put together some sort of portfolio, yeah. some sort of video portfolio for themselves, this would be, and we've been working with Actors' Equity about that um, forever, it seems. So, Walker, write your congressman. <laughs> how did it? Port- the- because we asked at Equity and it was not, you know, a performance. It was not... Yeah,
10: really. yeah, I just was going to share yeah, it my experience with, the, yeah. with the, the wild party. David, thank you for your comments, and uh, that particular experience was one where we knew right away, Andrew, uh, the, the author, composer, and lyricist of, of it, and I knew right away that the choreographer would be the third key collaborator in, in the presentation of that story. We spent uh, nine months looking for the right, right choreographer for that piece, and we met with many people. From various worlds of dance uh, outside of uh, Broadway musical theater and and well within the Broadway musical theater and we looked at many reels and tapes of people that were 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 known and there were a few choreographers who we had heard wonderful things about but had no way to view their work they didn't have a show running uh, and didn't have tapes of their work and so we decided with Manhattan Theatre Club's uh, under uh, Manhattan Theatre Club's auspices, to, to conduct uh, choreographer auditions, essentially, and work with one choreographer a day, with ten dancers, which the Manhattan Theatre Club paid for. And we had one day for each choreographer to work on one moment of, of the show. And uh, it seemed to make sense, uh, in many ways starting out, in that the choreographers were obviously doing this willingly they they said this is something i'd like to do in fact one choreographer who we didn't even request came forward and said i have outside of the auspices of mtc i've pre- prepared an audition for you will you come to my studio and we did and we and they were in of themselves they were really fun events to do because it was a work situation where we were in the room working on a number and collaborating um, in the end, Mark, the, the choreographer we ended up going with, was someone who did have a lot of tape on themselves and through a series of meetings with him and his vast uh, uh, experience. But it was tape from the dance floor. Tape from yeah, the he tape has his on his
2: own, dance Yeah, he has his own dance company. That's, that's, so.
10: that's correct. And
2: modern
10: dance. In the end, yeah. he was the choreographer we went to. And I've worked with choreographers that were among those who auditioned, though, since that process. And partly because of that process, I got to know them better. But... In the end, I, it, it, it becomes a bit sticky because a choreographer will create a moment or come in with a moment and or adjust it in the process of work. And then it was very interesting that another choreographer might come in and do the same knee slide at this point mm-hmm. on, the, on the thing. And, and supposing the third choreographer, Mark, comes in and does a knee slide there, then both the choreographers who might have contributed that in their audition will kind of feel icky watching that on stage and yet well, i was very hard. careful not to share or use anything that 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 uh, came out of an audition but it's also hard for the director to shut out all of the input and cross uh, uh, communication that goes on in that process yeah, In a
7: unconscious way it'll you see something so you feel like the my my take on it
10: from that experience is that i don't think i'll do it again and but it's unfortunate because I do recognize that it provides an opportunity for people to to get work, and I I I think I would only do it again if if a choreographer came to me and said I have to show you something. I am driven to work on this piece, and I I think that's maybe the safest way to 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 pursue that kind of an opportunity for a choreographer. But. That's not always possible. There won't be always someone, I guess, who's willing to do that. But I sure would if it, if someone said, "I heard you're doing this piece. I've got I've got a, a sample of something I'd like to show you." I would certainly attend. But but to request it of them, it gets it gets tricky. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I don't have to take the asking I.E. questions because I can get them every every
1: answer out of I'm getting a different I want to branch in this process You're basically Cross fertilization. Uh Nurea, they they spoke the to Nordia, they asked the him a question. They said, Mr. Nordia, have you know all the uh technique, you know, uh are uh, you still learning technique? because essentially the answer the response was, on was <coughs> technique, technique. I have all the technique, all I can do now is grow. And that resonates with what was said by Roller Moore right there. He said that you have all the steps. That sends out one signal over here. The younger four daughters are very talented, extremely talented. uh, Obviously, you see a concern with innovation. There's an adage running through my mind uh, where someone has said, uh, uh, "You don't have to be new. You just have to be better." So uh, I guess I'm heading towards the psychology of creativity. Well, what pushes your Uh, envelope? How can what do people do to grow? Anyone? What do people do? Uh, I, I don't think we can. I, I don't know what it means to be new, but I think we can innovate it. How do we trigger you people to push the theatrical envelope all the way? And it might be that it's out of your control. I sort of, at the bottom line and thinking maybe the, uh, the authors of the material that comes into your hand eventually are uh, the ones who have to provide you with the opportunity uh, yeah, maybe there's no limit on what you can do, but it's not a matter of innovation, it's not a matter of being better. And I hope I made some sense. i I'm sorry. i That's a loaded question. And I don't think
11: we have the time
9: to go through Thank it. you so, Thank much. so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Masters of the Stage. This program was made possible by support from Stage Directors and Choreographers Society, the National Labor Union, celebrating five decades representing the needs and aspirations of its members.